How's it guys? It's been a while, hasn't it? Welcome back. I'm glad to be back. I haven't done a podcast episode in ages. I've missed it, but uh, I'm back in action again. Guys, I'm bringing you an epic episode today. My guest today is uh, Martino De Silva. We're chatting about two topics today, um, mainly his involvement in jiu-jitsu. Uh, Martino is a four-time uh, national gi champion, four, uh, three-time no-gi champion. He's competed in over four continents and um, the only South African to uh, win a world record in Abu Dhabi in 2017. So he's deeply involved in jiu-jitsu and, uh, and he's a strong advocate for magic mushrooms and psychedelics and we have a conversation around both those areas today so it's epic i enjoyed it i took so much away from it and i'm sure you will as well i'm pretty sure most of you will have noticed we're living in pretty divided times at the moment are you for trump are you for biden are you for masks no masks lockdowns no lockdowns like what's going on all i know is that this polarization is is definitely not going to get us anywhere good um so I think this topic and, and what Martino has to share is a great avenue in, in perhaps assisting the, the terrible state of the world that we kind of find ourselves in at the moment. We need to get connected, we need to get back to our roots, and we need to, we need to stop fighting over the silly things. Um, so guys, another thing, if you are watching the episode, um, I had a bit of a technical issue with... Uh, my second camera so you'll have the pleasure of only seeing martino in this um in the video format otherwise give it a listen and um if you enjoyed it please let me know what your feedback is and uh yeah let me know your thoughts guys enjoy we'll chat soon and hopefully we'll be back with another episode before you know it I was thinking today, like, I've only officially met you once, mm. um, but I think in the context of that group experience, which was pretty profound and deep, I definitely feel like I know you Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> a bit deeper, but that's a conversation for another day, yeah. I think, and um, I'm, super, I'm super keen to get into the topics today, one being Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, the other magic mushrooms and psychedelics, Absolutely. and two, how, very, two topics very close to my heart. 100%. Yeah. Um, so much on either side and how they integrate, but I want to start with maybe just a bit about your background, your story, and like how you got to where you are now in your personal sure. journey, and especially into the, uh, the jiu-jitsu world. Yeah, um, well, kind of just a normal, you know, growing up as a boy, early 90s, through the 90s, it's, I mean, I was born in 85, but Karate Kid, Three Ninjas, you know, uh, Steven Seagal, Jean-Claude Van Damme, all those guys. And so I started off with all the other, all the normal stuff, you know, karate and some, the back of some church somewhere and then, you know, judo at school and, and that all carried on. Yes. And then going into my teens, you know, you know, I was one of those naughty kids at school and a bit of a troublemaker, that kind of thing, um, which was quite a common in, in my circle, you know. Um, and that was yeah in Cape Town? In Cape Town, yeah, yeah in Cape Town. And I walked into, actually a friend of mine started talking to me about Muay Thai, Thai boxing. And okay. he was like, cool, let's go check this place out. I said, yeah, that's something, let's do something, let's look at something real. Yeah. Obviously I stopped doing all kinds of martial arts while the troublemaking stage was going on. Mm. Um, and walked into a Muay Thai academy, fell in love with it. I joined, he didn't. So that happened for about a year, which is obviously fighting in the ring. It's, it's a completely different thing to what I'm doing now. Um, 
I did that. I started actually competing about a year into it. And then I moved to the UK, had a, had a couple of things there going on. And then I moved back here about five years later. So this all happened for about eight, nine years, the sport, Thai boxing. Moved in, had a bit of a fallout with my coach at the time. Well, the one that I left off when I came back to Cape Town, I continued training with him. Had a fallout with him. And I literally got in the lift in the same building. I went down three stories and it opened up into a jiu-jitsu academy. I didn't plan it at all. Yeah. Um, I didn't know anybody there. There was no phone calls. There was no, I didn't even have, there was no wife. There was no internet, you know, like there was no way of knowing. I didn't even know what these guys were doing wearing these funny outfits, you know, rolling on the mat. But I said, okay, cool. Let me come and check because the guys look pretty mean. And I was like, yeah. okay, you know, this guy looks like, you know, yes. maybe let's learn. Because I was also, I'd kind of had enough of what I was doing upstairs. Walked in, the guy got me to try on the gi, showed me a couple of things. I think I trained once or twice after that, and then I was sold. Okay. Ever since then, jiu-jitsu was it for me. Yes. Amazing, yeah. man. So. Yeah, it's definitely something that I also hadn't heard about um, for a while. And then a few years ago, actually on a podcast, <laughs> funny yeah. enough, I was listening to, I think it was Russell Brand talking to the Gracie brothers. Russell Brand's an advocate as well. Yeah. Amazing, yeah. yeah. I, I was a massive fan of his podcast, and that's where I heard most about it, and then him doing jiu-jitsu and wondering why he did it because he's also into the whole esoteric side of things and, yes absolutely and, and hearing more and more about this kind of intrigued me um, the whole the whole sport there seems to be something different about it from all the other martial arts yeah am I correct in saying that absolutely uh, the, the thing with jiu-jitsu which separates it from the other martial arts I'm, I mean I say now now it's very easy to get to have access to information and things are kind of just presented to you you know mm. I mean you can watch Supersport now as MMA, you know, yeah. live MMA on Supersport yeah. in South Africa, you know. Yes. Um, whereas 10 years ago, you'd have to buy a DVD to watch MMA, yeah. you know, or you'd have to travel and you could only watch it when you were abroad because it wasn't allowed in a lot of countries. Okay. Um, and of course, it wasn't, the internet wasn't what it is now, you know, yes. so. And, and um, then, am I correct in saying that there was basically like a competition to see who was the ultimate fighter and the ultimate fighter was somebody trained the, the regional Gracie correct uh, correct uh, well the Roger year, Gracie or something no it was uh, uh, Hoist Gracie oh, Hoist yeah. Gracie okay, so he was a, he kind of brought it to the center stage with his uncle started the first UFC okay. and the idea was it was an open weight competition so there were no weight categories there were no rules there were no gloves you could yeah. pretty much do whatever you wanted and he said cool he's got a nephew if I'm correct in there yeah nephew let's say um, who is 70, 80 kilos, you know, an average size guy. Um, and he's going to bring in the top fighters, he's going to invite the top fighters around. Mm. Any weight category, any discipline, whatever. And they're going to do, they're going to have to win three fights in the night to become a champion. Um, and of course, his nephew went and destroyed everybody with jujitsu. <clears throat> Especially being the smaller guy, it had obviously a much more powerful message, you know without him having to use his strength. Well, of course, he needed to use his strength to, to a degree because he's fighting guys two or three times his weight. But the techniques that he was beating them with were simple techniques that anyone could apply at any time. Using the, the ethos is that I'm going to use my whole body against one part of your body. So it's not a body against the body strength, not physical, physical. It is I'm going to take my whole body and I'm going to focus all my energy onto one joint, which is going to be, let's say, your arm. Mm. Whereas it doesn't matter how strong a person is, 
another person's whole body strength can't beat the strength of your arm. Yes. Which causes serious injury, which ends the fight. Yes. Yeah, that's, that's, that's fascinating. I, from what the, 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 the limited amount that I've looked into jiu-jitsu over the last few weeks, uh, it's been fascinating to see people speak about it because, like you say, you can walk into a gym and there's like, quote-unquote, a nerdy guy or whatever, and like he'll take down a guy like twice his size oh, yeah. with a... Common. It's like... It's almost yeah. weird to see. It. Absolutely. It's, it's, we, we have a couple of ladies that, that train with us. Mm. And, um, you know, they'll very easily beat a lot of my, my, guy, my guy friends that are twice yes. their size. Very, very easily. Yes. You know, okay. in, a, in a self-defense situation or in the sport. Mm. No. So it, is, it has that. The other beauty of it is that you can actually do a full-on real uh, sparring session, like a fighting session without having serious injury done to you or inflicting serious injury, which is very unlike any other martial art. If you're going to get, or any kind of fighting sport, if you're going to get in the ring and box, most of the time, 90% of the time, someone's going to walk around with a bloody nose, a black eye, if not getting knocked out, yeah. you know, which is very hard to, it's, it's, not, um, it's not for everybody. It's not something that, that everyone wants or everyone wants to put their bodies through. Yes. Whereas jujitsu, you sure injuries can happen. It can happen, but that isn't the idea. The idea isn't to hurt anybody. Yes. The idea is to put them in a position that you have complete control. Can be a guy twice your size if you implement the right weight in the right places. Mm-hmm. You can completely nullify the position. Yeah. Which will, of course, help you in self defense. Yes. yes. In, in practical self defense. Practical self defense. I've also done a bit of boxing amateur. I've got a great mate of mine who owns a boxing gym in Cape Town. And, oh, cool. and, and I love that training and, and, and that aspect of it. But I personally am not interested in, in getting in a ring and boxing with somebody in terms of, like you said, I want to walk out. I've got to go to work. I can't have Absolutely, those kind yeah. of injuries. But in a, in a jiu-jitsu gym, from what I've experienced so far, it's, it's, it's not as impactful in that way, but it's, it yeah. is. So you can, you can, you can learn practical self-defense in and use your mind to like work out things yeah. without getting into a ring and just like trying to you know absolutely do whatever else it is it's problem solving that is yes. what jiu-jitsu is yes jiu-jitsu is purely problem solving mm. 100%. Um, you have to stay completely present in order to solve a problem which is where we'll get into later you mm-hmm. know but because of the closeness the, the, the closeness of the contact you know you're completely on top of each other you're fighting you know you're, you're in a full on fight you're just not punching and kicking each other and you know it, it's it is mm. structured and it is but i mean if you come and watch our guys do it you know especially my team you know we, we're there to to beat each other up yeah you know what i mean uh but it's not it's not conf- it's not inflicting damage yes do you know what i mean mm. um and because because you have this, this close content without each other getting hurt you form a bit of a bond and a bit of a more special kind of respect for each other Yes. Do you know what I mean? Where you can actually feel how determined that person is. You can yeah. see their spirit. You can see how they're willing to not give up. And yes. you inspire each other. Yeah. And you become a brother because now you've shared something so intimate and something so special. You know? Yeah. Like, like it's, it's like primal nature yeah. at, its, at its finest. It is. There's a weird sense. I mean, like I said, very limited from my side. I've done like four sessions now. <laughs> like completely out of my depth. But at the same time, in that short space of time, First of all, the culture is amazing. The people, there's a, there's a certain level of, it's, really, it's a really nice culture. Yeah, um, camaraderie. And, and like you say, by the end of a session, if you've been with the same partner, you kind of, you've gotten to know that guy on a different level. Because <laughs> like, <you laughs> exactly. 
Um, and I imagine doing that for years. Yes. Yeah, the, the bond, the bond that we have with my guys. I mean, it's it's it's, yes. it's completely different to a friendship. Mm. It's completely different to you know, and, and my brother being my main sparring partner, myself and him know each other through and through, in and out. All right. So he also does. Just yeah, yeah. No, he's my he's my main uh, oh. my main training partner, wow, Ricky. Okay. Yeah. Amazing. So. And then I've got to get into it earlier, but your like qualifications. You, I know you compete internationally. You brown belt. Yeah, you, yeah. Um, I started like competing right the, right at the beginning. Um, I won. I've won national. I've won four national gi titles. Um, I've won three no gi national titles. Of course, all the in between stuff. Um, and then internationally, I've competed in four different continents. My main my main accomplishment was Abu Dhabi. I won a world championship. The first South African to win a gi world championship in 2017, nice. uh, which was very special for me and a, a, a lifetime goal. You know, also inspired a lot of people. Um, I think in the South African circuit um, it also felt good to just make my coach proud and you know to show that what we're doing here you know a country that isn't known for jiu-jitsu at all can compete on the big stage yeah. you know and then obviously from then you know we've got so much talent here that, that is still going to come through in the next couple of years for sure so, okay. and obviously lockdowns obviously affected that a bit in terms of yeah it's not it's not <laughs> it's not uh, yeah the, the, the authorities wouldn't be yeah. too happy with jiu-jitsu oh, carrying on for sure man yeah. and then tell me like besides the physical aspect which I know are so intense because within minutes you're like drenched in sweat yeah. I mean it's one of the craziest workouts I've done absolutely uh, when you roll around it's like um, what really fascinates me and actually the reason why I was in- interested in the first place is the more the mental side um, mm. I know you touched on it earlier but that kind of self-discipline that when you're on the mat you're in that flow state because that's all that you're busy doing sure and how have you found that like overflow into your life mm. and then yeah like just dealing with with discipline ego the, those kind of yeah. aspects in and out of the the I the gym. I, see, I see jiu-jitsu you know I'm you know this is like it's been my life it's probably the most one of the most important things in my life you know if not the most important thing uh, because I see it as a metaphor for life for the perfect scenario of life really um, in the gym on our mat you must understand that once, everyone, once you step onto the mat and you put the gi on or no gi, whatever it is, it doesn't matter where you're from, what your name is, how much money you've got in your bank account, what job you have, who your family are, that, doesn't, that, that all falls away. The only thing we care about is dedication, respect, and, and diligence. You have to work hard to be successful in this. It doesn't matter. No one is, there's no talent. Talent doesn't exist in this. You can be a quicker learner and you can be more... Um, interested in it which will obviously speed up the process but at the end of the day it is like the way life should be we treat each other based on how much work we put into something and how much we care for the environment how much we contribute mm. to the team and to to the sport and yeah. to our coach the respect to our coach yeah. and the respect to our training partners um, it is on a daily basis in order to get anywhere in jiu-jitsu you need to check your ego because you're going to get beaten mm. You know, it doesn't matter how good you are. And that's why a lot of people, well, not a lot of people, but a handful of people, a type of people, a certain type of person that isn't ready to do that, to let go of that ego. Yeah. Especially someone that is maybe successful in a lot of other areas outside of the gym. They'll come to the gym and they'll think, nah, you know, like, or, you know, big body builder or, you know, a rough, tough guy from the streets or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they won't be able to accept that that nerdy guy in the corner there can kick their ass. Or the girl that has just joined maybe two years ago can do the same thing to them, which is 
yeah. why we use those guys as demonstrations. Hundred percent. Whereas if you're going to continue on with it, I mean, like you know, if I get beaten, I'd be like, oh, damn, you know, like, da, da, da. but it happens. Mm. And my training partners, I'm there to teach them to beat me, and they're there to teach me to beat them. You know, so we share an ethos that, of course, I'm not going to let anybody beat me. But if it happens, I'm, it's there. I'm meant to learn a lesson from it. It isn't the end of the world. I'm not all of a sudden, I haven't all of a sudden lost my stature or my skill or my respect for my team, you know, which is a big part of the competition thing. Because the competition thing, you have to mentally switch off your ego and, and not worry about what's going to happen yeah. to really get the essence and the beauty of the success of it. For sure. Do you know? Yes. It definitely seems to be, the, in martial arts, obviously ego is a big thing, but it seems to be the one, the one discipline that doesn't, that has doesn't have that much of an yeah, yeah. ego aspect to it, but be- people are... Because it's continuously being taken out of you. Yes. You be, you're continuously being put on your... You're vulnerable. Yes. You're continuously made vulnerable. For sure. You know? And the better you get, the more time you put in, the less frequently that happens. Yes. But to start off, that happens all the time. All the which, time. which I'm, I'm you know what I mean? You can, and that's going to happen for a long time further, you know? Definitely. And then you take that from that, you take that into your life. So, you know, if I go into a meeting, a business meeting, or if I, you know, social environment, whatever it is, I'm not hung up on what if I make a mistake or what if they, what if I don't get that job or what if this doesn't happen because it's just a part of life and it is, everything is just happening inside my head and what might seem like a big loss to me in the jujitsu mat in my head doesn't matter to the guy that beat me. Yes. You know what I mean? It actually isn't that big a deal. It's yeah. all just internal, my own ego not being able to, to take that knock. Mm. Which is what, you know, why people don't travel or why they don't um, live life to the fullest. They don't, they don't go to that interview that they think that they could maybe get, but maybe I won't, so I'm not yeah. going to risk it. Yes. And that is where people hold themselves back, where jiu-jitsu can teach you to, to go for what you want. Yes. You know, and if you don't get it, it's okay. Tomorrow's another day. If it's not your day, it's not your day. You'll learn from it and you'll yeah. get it next time. The ones that are successful are the ones that don't, they don't quit. You know, um, because you can't choose the time you're going to be successful. Mm. That time will choose you when it's right. For sure. You have to keep plugging on until that time is eventually there. Yes. Which is a quote from Cabrina, okay. a very, very famous uh, competitor, black belt competitor, Brazilian. Right. And he always said that, you know, that always stuck with me for years. Yes. I can't choose when I'm going to win a big title or when I'm going to win the competition or when I'm going to be black belt. You know, I can't choose that. That, that will come when I'm ready for it. For sure. It isn't in my power. Yes, it was so interesting that my last, the last session I went, the training session I went to, um, the instructor said something that I just was like, wow, that's such a nice analogy to life. He was like, everybody seems to be focused on the end result of that sequence of getting the choke or getting the whatever, but you actually got to focus on each step and like perfecting that, not Otherwise, rushing it. Otherwise you won't get there. Yeah, so it's like enjoy the process and learn from the process, not trying to get to the end, which a lot of, a lot of us do in 100%, life. Yeah. Um, which That's is really exactly cool. It, yeah. And like what you were saying earlier, I watched another thing the other day with Guy Ritchie, uh, with Joe Rogan. Yeah, he's also a black belt. Yeah. And Joe Rogan's a black belt. Yeah. It's, 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 the, the, the conversations around this topic, it's just, it always interests me. And like Guy Ritchie was saying, what you were touching on earlier, when he goes onto the mat, Everything that he is outside of that doesn't matter. No. On the mat, all you have to have is your currency, is what you bring to the mat. It's a purity. It's yeah, and and that, like you said, you can be whoever in the outside world in the in the in the gym. Yeah, it's it's it must be a very humbling experience because you can't come in there, Mister 
humbling and especially in a, in a, such a diverse culture like South Africa mm. you know where we've got guys from all over that you know I can be training with someone for years and I don't know that he's got a mansion on Clams Bay Beach mm. you know and we can become super down the one day I go over to his place for a drink and I'm like geez dude you know yeah. because that isn't how they are in the gym yeah. or there can be someone that travels on public transport and lives in a very tough situation mm. you know that could also be a situation but you would never know that yeah. Yeah. because also he doesn't no one wants him to feel sorry for them or to look up to them and say, they want to be humbled when they come to the jiu-jitsu camp yeah. and they want to be treated like everybody else which is the only way we do treat them yes. <laughs> you know I've definitely sensed that it's really really cool to it's see amazing, it's amazing yeah. it's a nice community and I think yeah. community is definitely important um, brilliant it's, it's so interesting it's fascinating bro um, <laughs> Let's get into the psychedelics because this is another area that, that completely fascinates me and I feel like we are in like a third renaissance of, of, mm. of psychedelics at the moment, uh, which is a great thing to see. I know you're obviously an advocate for it from the brief amount that I know about you. Sure. Um, so like, how did that come into your life and a little bit about that journey and how, yeah, how, how you've integrated that and sure, what it's, it's, it's been to you? Darren, it's been a long journey, dude. It's, um, I remember when I was... When I first, it first started happening kind of before I moved to the UK, so in my late teens, and I kind of realized that I, I, you know, I was trying to find people that I could talk to about the, you know, this interest that I had, or like, you know, just trying to be, you know, I was raised Roman Catholic in the church and all that stuff, and that very, at a very young age, I realized that wasn't for me, you know, um, and I started talking to more and more people as I was on my travels, and I got put in touch with different, mainly Eastern religions and spirituality you know books not not nothing on the net you know there wasn't these things weren't around as, as much especially for me um and i went from from reading a lot of buddhism you know in my in my early 20s a lot of buddhism books to shamanic stuff to you know kind of all it, it touched kind of on, on wherever I could find something that I could get some, some soul food where I could kind of just, just learn a bit about what, what is the deeper dimension and what, what is really going on beneath the surface. Um, and then I started, I, I met up with a, a Sangoma, a, a, an African shamanic healer, maybe about five or six years ago. His name was Clint, very powerful, very nice guy. You know, he gave me a lot of, a lot of um, a lot of his time and he dedicated a lot of to like helping me figure things out and because I had such a strong interest and he, he saw something in me that he thought would be yeah you know, that that um, that it was his duty to teach me mm. you know from then he kind of you know I had spent a couple of years with him and going into the mountains and, and learning about a lot about plant medicines but not not ingesting plant medicines such as psychedelics which is where we're going to get to but more um, burning certain roots and using certain things to, to wash in a river and to purge, you know, to consume orally and then, you know, to, to cleanse using the earth, using what the earth produces. Um, and these are all, of course, ancient things that were taught to him by his grandmother who were taught to him and it, it passes down to generations, much as like any shaman, yeah. Sangoma. Um, and then a couple of years ago, not that long ago, I was put in touch with a friend of mine said to me, let's go to a mushroom ceremony he said like do you want to come and join me he was already he'd already done quite a few ayahuasca ceremonies and he was already quite deep into the into that um, environment and I said yeah cool you know I'd, I'd done some recreational stuff you know when I was younger and enjoyed it but it wasn't I didn't see it as anything much more than fun and games 
from then on, I did a ceremony and it just changed my whole perspective of everything. And I just saw, I actually saw, I felt a calling and I felt a place that I'm supposed to be. And I just felt so right. It was also with being with the group and being with the people, you know, as I'm sure you can imagine the people in a group, you go through something so intense, you share, you, you also have a different relationship with people that you share that kind of experience with. You know, so we traveled that night and we went to a very beautiful place, very deep place, and I saw purity and I, everything kind of all of just all of a sudden just made sense, and that's when I decided I'm going to pursue this and I'm going to I'm going to try to teach and help as many people through this, also because I saw it relating to myself and my journey and I saw it relating to even jujitsu and my ethos on the world and and of the way that I ideally the world that I live in I can't change the world for everybody but the world that I want to live in is is a world that is built on this kind of energy yes you know amazing and then from then on uh, you know you, you get out what you put in and I did a lot more research I started speaking to a lot more people I started hanging around with the right people that could that could uh, teach me about this stuff you know yeah sure that's interesting man it's, it's I was just thinking back when you were speaking earlier I also went to a Catholic school um, quite a strict Catholic school and you raised with these um, kind of belief systems and all of that and yeah. also didn't do it for me and uh, some religions work for some people some don't but it's like there's a kind of that deeper search for whatever it is absolutely uh, but it definitely sounds like you went you went into it kind of more the right way without going through the the more like party scene recreational mm. um, use before doing yeah. it the proper way I'd say as you, as you grow up and, uh, it's like with, with, with the party scene, you know, I think most people that will listen to this or that, that, that we speak to, that I speak to, have experience with recreational use, yes. which is a, compl- it's a, it's a risky thing. It is. It's a risky yeah. thing because there's so many things that are out of your control. And when you are vulnerable in that state, which you are, you're opening, you're opening your chakras, you're opening your energies to, mm-hmm. to whatever. And if people don't know what is really going on, and they don't know how to put themselves in the right situation, the right environment. You can have a very pretty terrifying experience, yeah. you know, which will most of the time will turn you off forever. And yes. you'll have this thing in your head thinking, no, no, I can't do that. I mean, I went through hell that day and mm-hmm. I never want to experience that again. And that is, you see society moving away from that now. Mm-hmm. Do you know, like I don't, I don't promote the recreational use of it. I think that if people want to go for a walk and enjoy themselves or have a deep conversation, maybe a small dose. Yeah. But the healing properties and doing it in a small group, you know, I do it with my partner and we have a beautiful connection. You know, we open up together and we, you know, because we, we're very comfortable with each other and we put ourselves in an environment that none of us are going to feel intimidated mm-hmm. or the need to um, bring the ego through or the need to feel, what's yeah. the word, um, intimidated or... Um, yeah, I, I, do, do, I do you understand say, what I'm saying? It, it, it's, also, it's difficult to kind of to put into words the psychedelic experience. Yeah. I think there is a certain sense of vulnerability that you need because it, you don't want to be in a situation that you can't really control. You want to be in a, in a safe, exactly. secure, and exactly. ceremony does sound like the right environment yeah. to to keep that space uh, safe. And, Absolutely, and, and, and like hold as you. Because you, you do do a lot of profound healing, from what I understand. Yes, uh, sure. Well, you know, the thing is that not many people will realize, but there's, there's constant an internal dialogue that goes on inside of us, you know, yes. which is what... I don't like to use the word ego because people that, that don't really study it think the ego is something completely different to what it actually is. Um, yeah. 
our deeper self, if you think about, we all have thoughts going on all the time. And those thoughts are not us. That, that is not really us. You know, those thoughts are based on our social conditioning, mm-hmm. our fears, our experiences. The, these are all the things that, that promote those thoughts in our mind. They're there for a reason. We can't get away from it. Um, you know, they'll tell you not to jump in front of a car. Not, don't walk in front of the road. Or, you know, maybe I shouldn't go that way because this happened to me before. And, you know, it, it definitely has a very important yes. purpose. You don't yes. want to get rid of that, which, which is the ego. Yeah. The ego is not me saying I'm the best in the world. That, that is not the ego. The ego is that part of you that looks after you. Mm. Do you know what I mean? It, to an extent, yeah. right? But the ego can only exist... In, in a certain part of your life, which is usually the part that stops us doing what we want to do. Yeah. And the part that, that gives us a lot of our internal conflict, yeah. which, which gives us our fears, which is, which is telling us not to do something because this might happen, mm. you know, holds us back. Or even it'll exist in the past and the future. It'll never be present. Yeah. yeah. So it'll say, don't go there because that happened to this guy. Mm. You know, so that might happen if you do that, yeah. i.e. future tense. Yes. Or I made a mistake at work last week, oh, you're an idiot. And we'll keep telling you you're yeah. an idiot. Or I got tapped out in jiu-jitsu last week, yes. which is quite a common thing for jiu-jitsu yes. players. So that voice annoys you and it sits and it keeps bugging you. And it doesn't really have a purpose mm. other than that small, the purpose of protection, which is when you need to listen, you need to listen to it. But ideally that is... That voice is the ego, which is what is the most damaging thing in society, you know, in the world. Yeah. People are relying too much on that voice to guide them into their lives. And they're not, they're not understanding that that isn't actually them. And that isn't their spirit. That's the thing. You, yeah, you, you have to, to, yeah. to identify it with the ego. To identify with the ego. Yes, sure. That's why, you know, especially in the East, they have meditation. Mm-hmm. And meditation is where, you know, you completely center yourself with the present. Yeah, and when you when you are able, I mean, there's books called The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle, yeah. where he speaks the, you know, which is a great book for this. Yeah. Um, the Power of the Subconscious Mind. Mm. Um, Stillness speaks. Yes, there there are a lot of these books that that, that speak yeah. about this. Um, little short methods of how to stay present and how mm. to try to keep your mind present. Things like yoga. Yeah. Jiu-jitsu Yeah. Is is my meditation. Yes. Do you know? For sure. Because when I'm doing jiu-jitsu, I have to stay completely present, which means I'm getting a break from those voices, mm. from, that, from that internal dialogue, yes. which is telling me what happened at work today, you know, you, you messed up here, or what am I going to do tomorrow, which is the thing that, that, as I said, it is what causes this, they talk about the sickness of society, which is that it is the, it is the, result, it is the cause of all the conflict in the world. You know, look at the presidential elections that are going on at the moment in America. Chaos. You know, Trump can't accept, I mean, sorry, just to bring it up, I just said on the radio and I just yeah. thought it was worthwhile to bring it up. Um, you know, he can't accept that someone's going to beat him. And if, if someone does beat him, he's going to sue. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? He's going he's gonna to keep going until he could prove yeah. that he didn't lose. Yeah. Complete ego. Yeah. Complete him in the future, already assuming that he's going to lose. Mm. You know, and of course, just, just a prime example yeah. of current affairs. Um, so in the East, they have meditation which is what gives them peace, which is what kids are brought up. They go to school and they spend two hours a day meditating mm. from the Middle East to the Far East. Mm. Western culture, we don't have that. Yes. It's very, you know, we, we are starting to get there with, with important things like yoga and people are becoming more 
you know, uh, susceptible to the spirituality. Mm-hmm. But ideally, plant medicines are what we would use or what I believe in to to help Western the Western world realize that spirit. Definitely. I so many thoughts on that, so I'm gonna try and put it together. <laughs> I I'm quite interested in like I've also had a very keen interest in Eastern spirituality traditions and all that, and they all kind of point towards the same thing. Yeah. And the mindful practices like meditation and yoga, which is all great. Um, but then if you look at something like a like a ceremonial heroic dose, like the term coined by was it Terence McKenna of like yeah. five ground mushrooms, that'll put you straight into the experience that might take you thirty years to get to in a meditation. Absolutely. Um, and I feel like exactly. to, like for me, what I went through was a stage where I was like, oh, okay, I've got to get rid of my ego. And then I'm trying to get rid of my ego, but that's just my ego coming through <laughs> in another form, you know? Exactly. And, yeah. But to realize that your ego, like you mentioned, you actually need it. It's a part of you, but it isn't you. Yeah. So I feel like a psychedelic experience actually will show you, hey, it takes... It takes it shuts down your default mode network, and and then you your ego is kind of you have an ego death experience. Hundred percent. And then you really get to see actually, hang on, that reaction is my ego. Then you can really see it. You're able to look at things from the outside, mm. as opposed to as opposed to being surrounded with the ego and, and and assuming that you're one. You're able to look at your situation, which is what I go through. I'm able to look at the issues in life or whatever I want to address, and I can see it from the outside, mm. not from not from me needing to make a decision because it's yeah. you know I, I need to make the right decision because I'm going to be faulted or I'm going to be harmed or it's dangerous mm. no I'm looking at it completely from an outside perspective where I can make better judgment yeah. and it also it gives you a taste you know for someone that hasn't that doesn't meditate or doesn't really know what if this doesn't all make sense it'll completely give you the idea of seeing your different forms internally mm. And then from then you can be like, ah, you know, like what these guys, it, it is real what, what they're talking about. Yeah. And you'll feel a sense of peace, a deep sense of peace. And, you know, what, what the shamans originally would, you know, I'm talking Native America or even um, in Asia or, I mean, Russia, you know, that's, that um, Siberian, Siberian shamanism yeah. was very big for this. Um, they would heal the soul first. The soul was the main, was where the ailment would be carried. Mm. So the plant medicine, because it's, again, it is the ego. We know that mental health is a big problem in the world. Yeah. And mental health causes a lot of physical health issues. You know, high blood pressure, post-traumatic stress causes all kinds of things. Cancer, ulcers, you know, you can name it, you know. Depression as well, these kinds of things. So... Back in the day, they believed that all these things were spiritual illnesses. They weren't physical illnesses. Even even if you had the flu or you had something else that was wrong with you, they would deal with the soul and the soul would open the channels and your body would heal itself. The body can't heal if the mind is so busy dealing with ego, dealing with past and future and what if and da-da-da and all this busyness. They call it the monkey brain in Buddhism. Mm. Um, If all of this is going on, your chakras can't open your channels can't open and your body can't heal itself, which the body can heal itself if the soul is healed and if you are in line yes. mentally. Definitely. I think in, especially in the Western culture, we, we're such a sick society yeah. and we try to look at everything on the physical. Okay, well, diet, yes, that's important, but there's so many more layers to that. 
And I feel like with these plant medicines, you can heal yourself from maybe it's an emotional trauma or stress or all these things that Absolutely. are that are causing you to manifest disease. That um, yeah, I feel like it is. It has had such it has had probably the most successful result with with PTSD, yeah, post traumatic stress, anxiety, yeah. anxieties. People are. I mean, you can do it. You know, a hero dose is something that you can do once in a while as a cleanse and just to kind of work through. Mm. Something that that's something that you need to work through. Yeah. You then you've got the other side, which is microdosing, which is actually more on a physical level. Yeah. Whereas whereas you'll take you'll take a small dose um, to restore certain levels of chemicals that your body isn't producing, based on your mental condition. Mm. You know, um, and also based on the pharmaceuticals that, that doctors are pumping people full of. Yeah. You know. For sure. I'm um, actually as. I almost finished a book by Michael Pollan called How to Change Your Mind. Yeah. And it's absolutely fascinating. And just looking like in the 60s with the counterculture and, and all the big names there and, and the work that they were doing was phenomenal. And that being shut down was obviously one of the, the worst things that could happen. But yeah. at least we're moving in the direction now where the science is coming back and it's proving. I was reading the other day, it was, it was so fascinating that default mode network in your brain, which psychedelics kind of shuts down, is when it's hyperactive is when you get people who have depression you have all these problems from overthinking thinking about the past thinking about this that and with something like microdosing or a, a big mm. journey every once in a while you can kind of reset those neural pathways and like really cleanse yourself absolutely or like on a microdose level help massively with anxiety depression all these things totally um, and then also training that's what I wanted to chat to you about um, do you microdose or have you microdosed with training have you no, no. I know people that have um, I find that if I take a microdose in the morning by the afternoon I'm kind of sluggish and I feel yeah. you know I feel a bit tired yeah. um, but for other people we'll swear by it you know Joe Rogan is a big advocate for it as well he says, I mean, he's, he's very in with a lot of professional athletes and he says a big amount of them are very much for microdosing and, and sport. That's what I've heard. Yeah. For me personally, also because I haven't, um, I've never been in any kind of disorder where I felt like I needed it. You know, I've, I've tried it, obviously, you know, I did it for, for some mm. time. Mm. But because it wasn't um, necessary, if I want to say it like that, for myself, because I was already, yeah. I'm already... Uh, very motivated and driven on a daily basis. Yeah. You know, it wasn't something that, that I felt I needed to, yeah, to do, sure. you know. Um, but what it does is it restores what the, what the pharmaceuticals deplete. You know, so especially talking about anxiety, talking about depression, mm -hmm. someone will give you something like Prozac or something to, to boost your, your spirit and make you feel, give you more euphoria. Yes. So what happens is, the body stops producing that natural dopamine, that natural serotonin. And over years and years of shutdown, eventually you are completely reliant on that pill that you take every day, which is toxic to you. It isn't good for you. It's causing damage yes. and it's addictive, massively addictive. Yes. Whereas if you take a microdosing, um, you, take, you take a small amount of psilocybin mushrooms every day, not every day, three, two or three times a week. Um, they restore those levels without causing any damage, no toxicity, no addiction, and they can actually do, they can restore what those pharmaceuticals, the damage that they've caused over so much time, as well as it being a fraction of the price, as well as it being completely available and natural and healthy for you. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah. That, that's one of my main fascinations with it, it's because it's not some chemical, these oh. plants, even something like cannabis, and it's just, it's, it's criminal that they are so demonized 
whereas like pharmaceuticals are actually making people absolutely yeah, but it's, it's but it's the money game yeah we all know that we all know yeah. that so it's, it's fascinating what healing you can do with these plant plant medicines absolutely. and and seeing for me I have my days where I'm like I don't know this world's fucked <laughs> yeah. like you know you have the days you're like shit society's really a bit backwards mm-hmm. and I think it's uh, I don't even know Graham Hancock yes um, of course I've read many of his books uh, Fingerprints of the Gods yes. is a great book yeah I love his, 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 his work and like he always says like we're a species with amnesia and like these are ancient yeah. traditions that we've ancient. forgotten about yeah. and now we're so disconnected yeah. and uh, yeah we're a sick society and he had, this, he had this thing where I, like, I have to totally agree with him he was like every politician should have to go through a series of, of ceremonies a mm. psychedelic whatever substance you want to use and be like why are you actually doing this why do you want to rule us like what is your thing and maybe we would have a bit more of a better society absolutely imagine the ego imagine the egos yes if people understood what their egos were and realized what they were doing to other people as mm. leaders yeah you know as well as themselves yeah. you know the internal conflict going on with these leaders and the pressure they're under because they put themselves into that in that position yeah absolutely it's, yeah it's it's insane and that for me is the hardest thing to to see the, the, the madness of it all you know the, the yeah. complete disconnect from ourselves from nature from other people and just the crazy world we're living in where we don't actually be like you know hang on like what's the bigger picture here Absolutely. and I feel like psychedelics can give you that connection to we we have to go back to the earth mm. that, that is especially not things like even with COVID you know these are all just signs of the earth giving you signals saying listen yeah you know if at any point something shuts down or a virus comes in or if a rainforest or fire or whatever, we can, we aren't as powerful as we think we are. Yeah. You know? For sure. Um, and what I was going to say um, on the same topic about the earth, um, well, about, the, you know, society. Yeah. You know, before, let's say the last thousands of years, we've been around hundreds of thousands of years, all the different tribes and the different the people from the, the native people that survived on the land always believed in plant medicines. Yeah. They were always very, um, yeah. very widely used, you know, and, yes. they, and there's a, such a wide range of them. You know, mushrooms is just one. Yeah. And the reason why I, I believe in mushrooms and the reason why mushrooms is probably the, the godfather of them all is because mushrooms is the one plant medicine that doesn't require any kind of additional element. Mm-hmm. It doesn't need to be cooked up. It doesn't need to be mixed with anything, whereas ayahuasca needs to be mm. synthesized yeah. with different things. LSD needs to be this, you know, about, yeah. okay, plant medicine, but I'm saying psychedelics as well. Um, mushrooms can literally be picked, consumed, and there you go, you've taken yes. your medicine, you know. Um, and where, where society started going wrong was only a couple hundred years ago when people stopped consuming these things. Yeah, it was demonized. Where it was demonized um, and people stopped getting access to them and they stopped teaching kids about these things and the information wasn't passed down like they were for the hundred thousand for hundreds of thousands of years we didn't have the problems that we have now Hmm. why because the ideas of a human race we can pass on ideas to generations that's why our species evolved so much faster Hmm. you know which means that an idea of a certain society we can in two generations we can forget about what it was like three generations before that and so it steamballs and it just carries on and carries on until we're so far gone away from our essence of what our ancestors taught us and what the earth teaches us every day. Yeah. Um, you know, seeing a tree is, you know, if we never saw a tree before, it would be a miracle, right? Yeah. You know, we take all these things for granted, absolutely. Definitely. And these, these medicines are around us all the time. Mm. 
There's that, what's that, the stoned ape theory where, I think Graham Hancock talks about it, where there's a theory that the, the massive progression in human evolution was because we stumbled across these plants exactly. and then yeah. opened up our higher consciousness and then that evolved into our prefrontal cortex, we grew bigger, whatever, and we evolved yeah, into... Have, so there's, yeah, there's, it's interesting, in all the ancient civilizations, there's actually a, a series I'm busy watching on Gaia, and it's fascinating. Even back, all the stonework, you'll always find a reference to mushrooms or plants. Or yeah. All of these ancient traditions have some kind of altered state of consciousness that they get to using some kind of medicine. And it's Absolutely. fascinating. I definitely think we've lost touch of that. Speaking of Gaia, Psychedelica, they've done a really good, it's a really good series, actually. And there's, there's a couple of really good episodes there on mushrooms. And they're speaking about exactly what we're talking about here. Okay. That's, that's a good deal. I've, yeah. I've seen that. I haven't watched that one yet. But there's a lot of tools out there for people to actually go and educate themselves. Absolutely. Because this is such a big topic. Yeah. I mean, we, could, we could chat all day about it. But it's... It's fascinating, it really is. But set and setting is definitely... Very important. The, as I've gotten older, I've realized that. If I was younger, I'd be like, yeah, whatever, man, go have a good time. <laughs> yeah, yeah you, have to, you have to be very very mindful of who you do it with, the energies. Mm, exactly. It's one thing, but what I understand, you, you want to be with the right people in the right environment. You want, to, you want to prepare yourself and you want to follow the certain protocols so that you can take the most from it. Okay. You know, because at the end of the day, it's you healing yourself. Yes. You deserve it. You know, put, give it love, give it time, give it attention and do it properly. Yeah. Um, sure. Yeah, uh, and then of course, you know, the only way what they're saying is for us to get back into, you know, healing the world and solving the problems is for us to go back to the plant medicines yeah. and access that knowledge that our ancestors had, yeah. that they were able to keep the world going for so long without the problems that we have only in the last two or three hundred years. For sure, for sure. You know, it is positive to see the the, the trajectory of the current narrative on it. It is getting a bit better. It's not as demonized. People are more open to this. Absolutely. And the information's out there. You can't... The ignorance is a choice nowadays. I think the research is showing such strong results that the governments can't keep them. Yeah, and, yeah. and, and also we... People are awakening up to it. I think there's a lot of good people in you know, leadership roles as, as well now. And they're realizing that you know, this is something that... Scientists do your test. Is it harmful? It's not harmful. Continue your research mm. and show us how we can help people. Definitely. You know? For sure. So yeah. we're getting there. Yeah, and like, yeah. How, what would you recommend to, to people who are curious to go into this area but have never really, you know, dabbled in any kind of psychedelic substance or, like, I, I don't even know what I, what, I would, yeah. what I would say because, yeah. It's, Find the right people to talk to and get information yeah. from. Okay. Research, the internet is a tool that has got everything. Yeah, yeah there's a lot of positive stuff on there. 100%. Um, and it is... The information is ready to available now. You know, it really is. Definitely, definitely. So, and then there's, I mean, you know, people can contact, you know, I'm completely available for contact as well. Okay. You know, so people can contact me. Yes. Um, you obviously have more information in terms of actual formal ceremonies. Formal ceremonies, um, as well as whatever else people need to know. Yeah. You know, I'm happy to point people in the direction. Something that I think is, I really enjoy seeing people grow from this and helping mm -hmm. people with this. Something that I believe very strongly in. Yeah. Sure. And um, that's amazing. You know, as I said, I want the world to be. You know, I'd like my world to be the way. Yeah, you know, if I can expand my yeah. little circle, as that's it goes on to my friends and my family and their friends and their family, and you know, we see where it goes mm -hmm. from there. Yeah, I genuinely so. think everybody's trying to trying to make things better, but I genuinely think that this is one area that can really make things better. If, Absolutely. If, if more people... And it isn't going to take years and years of meditation practice. No, exactly. 
you know, mm. that, that is the benefit that we have. You know, if you want to meditate, sure, but to get into deep, deep meditation, it takes years to, mm. to perfect. Mm. Definitely, you know? 100%. But again, it isn't, you know, you can, there are other things, you know, read the books, do the yeah. research, but, but staying in the present moment, the present time is meditation. What's and wrong? it is what your mind needs, is what your body needs, it's what society needs. And even if you're doing meditation or yoga, you're doing these practices, a psychedelic experience can really advance those practices because you take your lessons from that experience and then you then you find your yoga, your meditation is all of a sudden a lot more meaningful. Nourishing, yeah. Yeah, nourishing, absolutely. Um Bruce, anything else that you do (laughs) in your in your world any other plant medicines or, or, or non-psychedelic substances that you've mm. found have helped you or expanded your yeah. life in any way? Look, for um, me, jiu-jitsu, as I said, is a metaphor for life. Mm. You know, I go in there and I'll be nervous one day because I know, you know, I've got a lot of tough guys in my gym and, yeah. you know, we have, we have a very close circle and we all help each other and we compete a lot and, you know, we, we're very competitive. So you'll go in there, one day you'll be nervous, another day you'll be completely ah, you know like gonna smash it today and going into these environments and coming out of them and just pushing yourself that little bit extra you know is a reward and going leaving your comfort zone is a reward itself you know you can't you can't advance your you can't advance yourself spiritually or physically or anything in in a comfortable environment Mm. you know so I would advise people as much as possible to to push the limits you know and Go try something new, learn a new language, travel, take up a new sport, do yeah. do these things, yes. you know, because life isn't life isn't as long as we think it is, you know. Before you know it, you'll look back and you'll have your regrets, you know. Um, but but as I said, I get my my ethos from the jiu-jitsu mat, from my team, and the beauty of I see the, the beauty of people in that sport mm-hmm. and how it can change people's lives and how it should it overflows into the world. For you know sure. all different elements, sure. and then with the plant medicines, um, most of the time it is people that are seeking something, mm. seeking a clarity, seeking a healing, seeking some sort of, or maybe just a deeper understanding. You know, some people are a little bit more in tuned, mm. you know, to that there's something a bit deeper happening here. You know, yeah. and then when that happens, that is that is done in a completely respectful. That needs to be dealt with completely respectfully. You know, so they both are kind of on the same topic, but one is done playfully and one is done very respectfully. Yeah. Both, both powerful, super yeah. powerful tools. That yin yang. That balance. yin and yang, and the one is two guys killing each other on a mat, and the other guy, the other one is some guy meditating in a forest. Yes. Both equally yeah. great for mental health, for society, yeah. for physical health, for everything. Yes. You know, and they both are. They're both, you know. And make me the, happy you yeah know? and as so. cliche as it sounds like you said you only have one life and if you really contemplate that it's like the stoics did and it's like if you, you're gonna die it's like you might as well experience this life yeah and these these avenues and practices and, and, and whatever they're all just great ways of experiencing this whatever reality we are kind of in you don't have anything to lose 100% you, you know? don't have anything to lose you don't like it that's your ego <laughs> yeah that's your ego exactly yeah. yeah and the more you meditate the more you do these things and you, you stay in the present moment the more you'll find the right messages come to you yeah. and the answers you're looking for will start coming to you yes and people will start treating you better and you'll start treating yourself better and you'll start treating other people better it's just it's, you're opening up a, an energy that everyone has access to but you have to stay present mm. that little voice in your head isn't doing you any favors most of the time 
Uh, yeah, that's, that's amazing. I think as much as you can start a downward spiral of bad habits and bad people environment, yeah. you start an upward spiral. And once you're on this journey, quote unquote, the synchronicities and the people that you meet, and they kind of just come to you and fall into place. That's it. Because uh, you're in blind. Yeah. You're, 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 you're aligned. In that flow. With yeah. the energy and yeah. with, yeah. with the way things are supposed to be. Yes. You yes. know? And this, this term energy keeps coming up, and it's, but it's as cheesy as it sounds, it's actually such a real thing, you know? Totally. As you, you become more and more aware of, of the, yeah, of yeah. And I mean, yeah, you can vouch for it. I mean, as soon as you start yeah. talking to like-minded people and hanging around the right circles and putting an effort to learn, you know, then all of a sudden everything falls into place. Definitely. And then all of a sudden you have what you want and what you need and you have the right people around you and, yeah, yeah. you know. Exactly. So Amazing, right? Yeah. Is there anything else you want to chat about? I know you've got to get going. I've got to get going soon. No, it's, I'm, I'm pretty, yeah, like I said, I'm, I've really enjoyed this. So yeah. we could do it again sometime. Definitely. And, you definitely. know, because There's I'm also, so, I'm also always on the learning. Yeah. So. That's, that's for me being the, the coolest thing about starting this is getting to actually learn from other people. And it's like, even if I had to take 10% from every person I chat to, yeah. like it's such a massive learning curve for me and just having conversation, I think you can, can learn mm. so much from people so it's kiff I enjoy yeah. it I've been enjoying the training Fantastic. I genuinely have like really really enjoying the jiu-jitsu and um, man I look forward to yeah. to seeing you and, and, and seeing you progress yeah definitely I'm going to have to yeah. get some mentoring and you, from you and, if you are going to be in Joburg of course all my I've got a lot of friends up there they all run their own academies okay. I'll, I'll put you in touch with people there I do stay some nights overnight in Joburg when I'm working I, I guess you are mainly Cape Town based okay mainly Cape Town but some nights I will be in Joburg and yeah. they are good Kim. But otherwise, yeah, welcome to the Renzo Gracie Academy. Thanks, if any, If anybody would, would like to join, you know, just contact me. Yeah, I'll put um, all the, the details tags on. and all that, and then definitely people must check you out, find out more, because there's so much more to this conversation. We just touched the surface of it. Yeah, and I'd love to meet people at the gym and, yeah. and show them what it, what it you know, put into effect, yeah. put theory into, into practice. Amazing. Cool, brother. Thanks. Thank you, Dan. Yeah. Yeah, I really enjoyed this. Kim. Thank you.